Chapter Twelve of On Virginity De Virginitate by Saint Ambrose, translated by Albany J. Christie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Virgin must watch and wait for Christ. Meditate, thou pure one. I speak not to you, once washed in holy baptism, yet daughters of the world. I speak not to you, whose raiment, ill-befitting a Christian virgin, seems to indicate your greater wealth or higher rank in proportion to its unseemly exposure of that which maiden modesty would hide. Christ loveth not the rustling of your silks, the splendor of your satins, your broidered hair, the glittering of your attire, your chains of gold, your necklaces and bracelets, your stomachers of sparkling gems and earrings of bright jewels vanities of the evil one slaves to whom ye spend upon these baubles the earthly substance whereof ye are god's unfaithful stewards for his church and the church's poor vanities which are sources of bickering and envy jealousy and strife but thou pure one perchance of no exalted station perchance of lowly birth or child of poverty and worldly wretchedness virgin not alone in body but in the snowy whiteness of an untainted soul since thou resemblest more the glorious church that has not spot or wrinkle who in the song of psalms holds intercourse with christ do thou like her on thy bed in the night season seek in thy meditation him whom thy soul loveth cease not to watch and hope for his appearing if he seem to thee to tarry arise he seems to tarry because thou slumberest he seems to tarry because thou ceasest to be instant in prayer. He seems to tarry because thou liftest not up thy voice in psalms. Devote the first fruits of thy vigils to Christ. Sacrifice the first fruits of thine actions to Christ. Hear his voice calling thee. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. Come with me from Lebanon. Look from the head of Amana. Canticles 4, 8, etc. What is Amana's stream? the stream of truth save baptism across whose flood thou passest to thy conflict with the world and what its fountainhead save christ whom when thou hast apprehended thou shalt look back in triumph on thy baffled foe he hath separated thee from the lion's dens from the mountains of the leopards that is from the incursions of spiritual wickedness the beauty of thy christian graces is pleasant in his eyes how much better, saith he, is the smell of thine ointments, that is, the fragrancy of thy virgin integrity, than all spices. The smell of thy garments is like the smell of the frankincense of Lebanon. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. Thy plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits. Seek from him, then, that the Holy Spirit may breathe on thee, may breathe upon thy bed and enhance the fragrancy of thy pure piety and spiritual grace surely he will hear and he will answer thee i sleep saith he but my heart waketh canticles five two thou hearest his grace as he knocketh at the door open to me my sister my love my dove my undefiled his love because thou lovest his dove for as a dove thou art simple and harmless his undefiled for thou art a virgin his head is filled with dew, as the dew of heaven at eventide allayeth the dryness the sun has caused, and cooleth the nightfall, so the dew of our Lord, Jesus Christ, fresheneth 
the thick darkness of this world with the moisture of life eternal this is the head which the blazing heat of this world cannot parch on him as man the spirit was poured without measure the sap of life could not be drained in him so that he truly was the tree of life ever flourishing though under the scorching sun of this world's vanity therefore he calls himself a green tree as in the holy gospel he saith if they do these things in a green tree what shall be done in the dry st luke twenty three thirty one and the dew wherewith christ's head is filled is more than enough to preserve itself from dryness it drops besides on those that are his body it drops in plenty yet is never spent and its full tide though ever flowing fails not my locks saith he are filled with the drops of the night upon his head the razor came not he is the prince of peace and steel is the sign and implement of war therefore are his locks unshorn and they are filled with the drops of the night the meaning of which we have already seen even the dew of the holy spirit which refreshes the parched and weary soul watering the dry and sun-baked soil that it may bear flowers of virtue and fruits of holiness but we must not haste too fast his locks are as of a holy nazarite unshorn the razor hath not touched his sacred head yet how unlike the ringlets of the wanton daughters of fashion dressed with crisping pins curled and plaited with the hireling's art divided hither and thither with minutest care redolent with luxurious perfumes and scented oils these are not ornaments but criminal devices not the modest headgear of the virtuous maiden but impure allurements to unchaste thoughts and enticements of a soul if not a body the victim of prostitution these haughty daughters of england who walk with outstretched neck and wanton eyes walking and mincing as they go despise the degraded and wretched woman who deceit has lured or agonizing poverty has driven from the paths of virtue think you that their virtue would be proof if the fear of public infamy were withdrawn against the deed of sin when now so many acts imply that the thought of sin is no stranger to their minds his locks unshorn shine with the unction of all holy graces this is the spiritual meaning of samson's history while the true nazarite has his locks unshorn he is invincible but if he lose them lose these christian virtues his strength falls prostrate and when the tempter cries the philistines be upon thee he finds the lord departed from him seeing that all this is true seek not to resume the coat of earthly deeds which thou hast once put off canticles five three neither think that carefulness is needless to avoid it it often meets thine eyes inviting thee to put it on and it is often offered thee by spiritual wickedness forget how to put it on so forget as not to know how to put it on again even if thou wouldest at any time and as thou hearest the lord knocking at the door in thrilling hope rise at the sound unshackled from all affections of the body as thou art rising prepare thy inward soul with prayers that thou mayst strive to rise from earth heavenwards and to open the door of thy heart as thou movest towards christ thy actions will breathe the odour of faith as it is written 
I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh. Lift up thine hands, and smell their fragrancy, follow, as it were, the scent of holiness in thine actions, with unwearied and ever-watchful alacrity. The sweet smell of thy right hand will gladden thee. All thy limbs, when thou risest, will be redolent with the fragrancy of the resurrection. And thy fingers will drop with myrrh, that is, thy spiritual deeds shall be perfumed with the grace of true faith. Thus then, O virgin, thou wilt take delight in thy inward self, thou wilt be pleasant to thyself and lovely to thyself, and thou wilt begin to lose what sinners are ever feeling, that harassing vexation with thyself. The body and the world will lose their charms, and thy simplicity, divested of the cloak of sin and worldliness, will be thy happiness. If thou be such, then Christ desires thee. If thou be such, Christ hath chosen thee. Open then thy heart's door, and as he has promised, for he is faithful, he will enter in. Embrace him whom thou hast sought. Come near to him, and thou shalt be illuminated. Hold him, and treat him not to leave thee. Implore him not to depart. Otherwise he will go from thee, for the word of God runneth very swiftly. Lukewarmness cannot take him, carelessness cannot hold him. Let thy soul wait upon him in his word, press close upon his footsteps, for he quickly passeth by. Yet as the church saith, I sought him, but I could not find him, I called him, but he gave me no answer, Canticles 5, 6, think not because he so soon leaveth thee, that therefore he is offended with thee. Thou callest, didst entreat him, and openest to him, yet he is gone, and why? To prove thee, and often he thus suffers us to be tempted. Call to mine also his words to the multitudes that besought him not to depart from them. He said, To other cities also must I preach the word of God, for therefore am I sent. St. Luke 4.43 Still, if he seem to depart from thee, stand not idle, but go forth and again seek for him. And now that thou art a virgin devoted to God, fear no more, as thou must once have feared, those watchmen in their spiritual sense who patrol the world ready to apprehend all that wander there. Fear them no more as they go about the city. Fear no more the wounds, Canticles 5.7, which cannot hurt such as follow Christ. Let them arrest thy body, that is, take away thy natural life. What matters it? Christ is near thee. When thou hast found him, O, oh, learn where thou mayest abide with him, lest, through thy negligence, he quit thee. And if thou wilt learn this, hear the teaching of Holy Church. End of chapter 12